Welcome to On The Real, and let me make sure I'm recording. Yep, shout out to me for forgetting to record last week's episode. So we only have Cade talking. And I mean, I thought about just posting that, but it seemed a little weird. And then shout out to me because I was on vacation, which meant I missed like an episode or two. And then shout out to me again because... I was sound mixing and didn't record an episode last week. So really missed a whole month. And then shout out, shout out to me for uh, still not having any of the videos done. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) we are very good. We are very good at this. Oh, we're, we're dude. We're amazing. You're doing better than I'm doing. You're actually getting stuff out. (laughs) <laughs> the channel, the YouTube channel's looking a, a bit barren at the moment. I know. I wish I had money to motivate you, but I currently don't. I, I still haven't wish... gotten paid for my sound mixing gig um, last week, which they tried to pay me today, and then they said my Zell wasn't working, which was weird because, like, I don't, I don't know, because I feel like my Zell's the same. They're like, "Oh, we typed it in your phone number, and it didn't work." And I'm like, "Well, okay, that's the only Zell I got." I so why like, would Zell not? So you, have you been paid yet? Um, no, but I sent them an email today, so I'll see a follow up with them tomorrow because they messaged me at like twelve in the morning or eleven in the morning, and then I didn't reply till like four. So gotcha. I wasted a couple hours. So we'll we'll see because I would like the three hundred dollars, which is fair, very low from what I should be making. Three hundred. Yeah, only uh, we'll, 300. We'll, get, we'll get to that whole experience. I don't know if, I mean, I, I guess they did give you a hotel, but um, yeah, no, just as long as you don't have the whole experience that I did with uh, Entertainment One, uh, where I, I still haven't uh, been paid for that, and that happened December 1st and 2nd. Jesus. That's $400 worth God of... Damn. Uh, and that's me driving from Athens, Ohio to Polaris, working 12 Jesus hours, Christ. and then driving back home two days in a row. God damn. That was not fun, and then I was never paid. But there's progress. I, I've been emailing with account uh, accounting, so it, and I have, I'm set up. As an employee, as an official employee, finally. So they, <laughs> I, I think I'll, I think I'll get paid finally. But uh, yeah, that was interesting. So apparently they said register my phone number with the Zelle account, but never needed to do this. You already got Zelle already in your banking app. Easily send money through. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't know why the Zelle didn't work because I already have Zelle through Chase because. I don't yeah. know if they own each other. I'm and I'm assuming your phone number was uh, you use your phone number when setting up a Chase account. Right. So I'm very confused how it didn't work. But, you know. Which you? okay, That's so weird. back to sound mixing and yeah. how much I should be paying being paid and what I'm not being paid. <laughs> so, I'm a beginning sound mixer, so I'm in the stages of trying to actually find people who will hire me. So I saw this uh, offer and it was like, oh, $200. And I thought it said Indiana. So I was like, whatever, Indiana's not that far. 
and 200 bucks is 200 bucks and it lets me get a client basically but um i misread the letters it was i l and not i n so it was actually illinois and they did end up hiring me and i'm like oh damn i don't i don't want to drive eight hours because like gas alone is gonna make that literally not worth it but i already accepted the job so i couldn't really back out of it i drove um had a wonderful time honestly it was great they were all nice people but it was like a camp for actors and like not like one of those fake camps where no one actually ever gets anything done like they're an actual talent agency like that's where i met uh ava and i'll talk about her in a sec um like these are people who actually get like offers for like disney and like whoa uh, uh other big names like that so like is a legit agency who just run a summer camp. And like, I get there, I do the thing, they find out I'm from Ohio, even though it was on my resume. So I kind of thought it'd be like, hey, this guy came <laughs> from Ohio, but I guess they didn't really care that much about looking at uh, where I'm from from a resume. But anyway, they were super nice when they found out I was from Ohio and they enjoyed my personality. Um, shout out to Lindsay Aaron is the director's name and joe I can, i'm gonna butcher his last name i'm gonna be real i think it's italian but anyway um talent by morgan is their name and when they found out they offered me a hundred extra dollars and they paid for my hotel so effectively it was like a total payment of like 450 right because i would have paid for a hotel anyway mm-hmm and they they gave me food and they gave all the leftover food to me, which was a lot of food, which I couldn't actually take because it was obsess- uh, excessive. And they booked me a hotel with free breakfast. So I was like, OK, yeah, I mean, like it became worth it because I made like three hundred dollars without having to pay for um, a hotel. And then they said they would hire me and they have hired me for July 21st for four days and they're paying three hundred dollars each day wow and paying for my hotel so like even though it was underpaid it was underpaid originally it's still underpaid but like it's a youth it's youth camp like you know not the religious kind but just like it's a youth camp but i I mean that's like that is a really good client not to mention i'm sure they'll give you an incredible recommendation on like did you do this through staff me up yeah, I did through Staff Me Up. Which she, she, Lindsay Aaron has already written on my profile, which is uh, very nice of her. And I wrote on her profile. And yeah, no, they were, they were super nice. Um, and I really don't mind about the, the payment just because of how cool they were. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if this was, like if it was a random stranger and people offering me, then I'd be like, ew. Cause like, again, day rates for sound mixers are like $900. So it's, um, I am being underpaid, but also like, it's fine. It's cool. (laughs) They're cool. And I had fun time and I was teaching youth how to sound mix, um, which they had two PAs and then two ADs, which hold up, I'm going to drink some water because I don't do enough of that throughout the day. (laughs) I always like, it always gets to nighttime and I'm like, damn, why do I feel terrible? And then I'm just like, oh, (laughs) 
haven't drank water all I've drank Coke Zero. I actually have to drink water? What? Right. It's just so much effort to fill up water so often. <laughs> like the, and legit that's the reason. My fridge is really slow with water pressure. So I just never want to fill up water. Well, do you have I'm assuming city water, right? I mean, I got a faucet. I don't like faucet water that much, but I, I guess I got to well, like, do what I got to do. Si- like city water versus like well water. Like I, I'd I, assume I have city water. Yes. Yeah, I doubt Columbus City city water is like all that good. <laughs> I mean, Athens, Ohio is no better, but. Yeah, I don't know about that Columbus City water. <laughs> I would say for the most part, it's been good. But like the past couple of days, it's been tasting kind of trash. So I don't uh, know what happened the past couple of days, but it's been gross. Yeah. But anyway, um, so they had two PAs and I was handing out headsets to people, which only really the director wanted. I tried to give it to the camera person. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't want it. So I just, I was just like, well, I have four headphones that I can give people. So I'm just going to start handing it to people. Because usually a script supervisor also would wear one, but like they didn't want it either. That's when I just gave it to some random person, uh, which was the PA, which was uh, Ava, which was super sweet kid. Um, mm-hmm. And I will, I will clarify. Um, um do not know these people you know just met them that day yeah and so i was just like here you go and she got so excited never seen someone get more excited just to have a pair of headphones she was like yeah i'm a professional and i'm like sure 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 kid that, yeah <laughs> no no she was super excited so it was cool um then there was someone who had the same name as me called diego and that was confusing all day because they kept shouting Diego, like, Diego, take down this set. And I'm like, wait, well, yeah, that's not my job. And like, no, <laughs> Hold on, I'm Diego. not being paid for that. <laughs> I'm not a gaffer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so there, that was very confusing. And then eventually throughout the shoot, while I'm holding boom, uh, the director's like, yeah, there's a youth camp. You can, you can honestly te- start teaching these kids if you want. Like, and I'm like, okay. And it was a really excuse to just get a free boom operator. <laughs> I won't lie. So, like, I'm just like, I turned to Ava, who I was talking to the most, and I was just like, you want to hold a boom? It's like, absolutely. She comes, hold the boom. Great. I also end up teaching Diego how to use the boom. Um, so I just had two just free boom operators. And it'd be so funny when they would hold it for a long time, because then they start shaking. And you mm. just see their arms shaking, holding the boom. And I'm like, yeah, boom, <laughs> boom is rough. Yeah. Boom is rough. And uh, yeah, so they were like, oh, it's so light. And I'm like, it won't feel like forever. Yeah. <laughs> it really won't. <laughs> Dang, how long were some of the takes? I think the highest it ever got, because instead of calling cut, the director would just be like, start from here. instead of like cut yeah so the longest one of those ever took i think was eight minutes and i think ava was holding it for that one 
Oh, and I was just like, "Oof, God, you got a you got a long one." But for the most part, for the most of the time, directors will call cut, and you only have to hold it for like at most two minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, was that usually all people like don't the eight minutes? Was it all just like over the head, like holding it I, over your head and just like reaching well, way far out with the <laughs> mic, or was it down low? It should have been, and I kept trying to tell them that they needed to hold it over their head because, like, you get more stability and you'll be less tired. But naturally, oh. naturally, you want to hold it from your hip because it's like a shorter distance, mm-hmm. right? But like, when you hold it over your head, you're using like your shoulder and your back muscles, while you hold it from your like hip, you're only using like your arms, right? Okay. And like, so like, yeah, I kept trying to tell them, but I also didn't want to talk during takes because like, you know, I don't want to get in the sound. Um, so yeah, like it should have been over their head, but both of them kept trying to do interesting stuff. There was one time where I was like, oh, Ava, get closer. Like I whispered that to her and I don't know what she heard. But but she just started doing the splits, <laughs> <laughs> and she, she <laughs> and, and, hey Ava, get closer. Goes into she a just, full like gymnastics does, routine. Yes, yes, because she's a she was a she's a cheerleader or something. I think. Oh, okay. so so she's legit doing the splits, and like. Then the boom starts getting into the like shot, and I'm just sitting there like I am holding back laughter <laughs> because I did not expect this this girl to just start doing the splits, <laughs> and I was just like after about like three takes, I I just go to I just I put my hand on her shoulder and I'm like hey, Ava, I said get closer. She's like, oh, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you thought I said. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm trying to think of what you could mishear that as that would mean do the splits. I mean, I, that's incredible. I, that, I know it, it was. That, it was like it wasn't a full split, but it was close. Hey, that's like, dedication for a boom and, pool operator. And I was sitting there like, you know, I it I couldn't even attempt to do that. I think I'd break something. <laughs> so whatever, finish this shoot. And mm. I give the, the director the SD card like, hey, here's the files, blah, blah, blah. It's a polywave file. So just drag it into whatever. Mm-hmm. And it should have all the clips. Yeah. And she's like, oh, we can send this back to you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, it's whatever. Like, they're $10 SD cards. Like, it's it's whatever. Yeah. I buy a pack of two and they're $20. Or like $24. Um, well, she messaged Joe about it. And then Joe offered. <laughs> he sent me money with the hotel and then along with the SD card money. So I'm just like, all right. I mean, I, I love people willing to pay for for my equipment <laughs> so yeah they sent me money for the sd card um i will say so it was a shoot for children like these kids were like 10 11 years old mm-hmm. so the mics bothered them like they yeah. were just 
fascinated by it. They kept like pulling on the string or turning off the uh, uh, transceiver or receiver, whatever the, it's called. A uh, transceiver, yeah. I and and they kept like messing with the channels and stuff like that. Yeah. So like, I really hope nothing got messed up and they can use all the audio because like I really did try my best and I had like the director have headphones and me had headphones and we never heard anything go wrong I mean could you hear the mics through your yeah yeah we could hear the mics through the headphones but like obviously there was a couple times where things messed up because you know the kids are playing with the stuff yeah and like they're they're kids I do not mind right yeah that's just that's just kids but like I do feel bad for the adults who have to edit where I'm just like, oh, I like, I didn't, I, I, you know, I don't want to yell at the kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, being, you know, I'm yeah. just trying to set everything up. And then also it was kind of a casual shoot, I will say, because oh, there was times nice. even the director is like, oh, you know, whatever, because there'd be like a door open when it wasn't open before. And she'd be like, uh, whatever. Not oh. important. So like, I oh, didn't no. feel the, the video editor is going to get a, Hey, <laughs> and, uh, no, 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 no. The, the director was the video editor. Oh, so. okay. Okay, cool. So that's, fine. I, I was like, no, the video editor is going to get slapped in front of him. Yeah. So I, I was like, I was like, okay, I'm recording at least everything on this boom for sure. Yeah. So. At worst, they can use the boom. Um, so like, and I, it's not that serious that I feel like I need to stop because the air conditioner would kick on a little bit. And usually, as a sound mixer, you want to be like, "Hey, air conditioning came on. Can we redo the take?" Yeah, or or something like that. So I didn't feel the need to do that, which maybe maybe will be a mistake. Maybe they'll fire me from the next job. Uh, but. I felt like it was a casual enough shoot, and these kids are like, bless their hearts, but they are struggling to do a 10-hour day. Uh, they, by the end of it, were so pissy and did not want to, like, focus, which, again, 10-hour days are hard. Absolutely. Especially as an actor. Child. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I'd, like, I wouldn't expect a child to go beyond four hours without a, a bit of a temper tantrum. Yeah, and again, they're, they're, they, they were great children, children yeah. actors. Like, they, they are doing good. Um, it's just, obviously, even it's hard to keep focus. No, you know? yeah. Being repetitive as an actor has got to be rough. I, oh, it, yeah, I, I didn't think about... Because, I mean, I had seen... I saw your uh, Instagram post the next day right. about uh, everything... And it had never occurred to me how much of a potential nightmare it would be trying to use love mics with children. <laughs> again, again, uh, let's use nicer words so I don't get fired. <laughs> the oh, nightmare. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, I, not a nightmare. I just, yeah. from someone it could, it who could, doesn't know It could audio, be difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's, it would be difficult. Because there, there was one kid who'd be like, during takes, trying to whisper to me because they're like, oh, they were so shocked at the fact that I could hear them. Mm-hmm. 
because like I'm a distance away from them, so they're whispering into the mic, which again, very adorable. Yeah. Um, there was a couple times the director's like, "Hey, you need to focus." So, um, yeah, I mean, they're already getting booked for stuff as kids, so like they're already professionals. Oh yeah, uh, it's all it's all a learning process for them, which was also why I wasn't too mad. Like when they told me it was children instead of adults, I'm like, okay, I can see why they wouldn't want to spend the extra money on me. Like you know, if this was like an adult, and like they're like, oh do an interview for me as an adult and offered me $200, I, I wouldn't do it, right? Yeah. It, it was the fact that we're kids that I'm like, okay, I understand why this is cheap. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, yeah, I so mean, I didn't. it's a cool experience, and I, I'm sorry, nightmare is a bad word to use, but <laughs> I understand how it could be, um, you know, a difficult and interesting challenge. Yeah, uh, that is that is some good phrase. <laughs> that that's a better way to phrase that. Because um, they were they were great. Um, also, as a sound mixer, you usually got to mic people. Um, depends where you want to mic them and stuff. Um, the two girls, the best place to mic them was under their shirts. So I did not do that. I want to clear that right now. I did not do that. I asked them to do it, and then like I wanted to test. To make sure it was good. And then... Or Ava would go help them in the bathroom. So, if you sound mixers are very... uh, Worried about touching someone too much... uh, Have them do it themselves. All you really need to do is make sure it plugs into the little box. (laughs) Like... They can... They are perfectly capable of taping a mic to their chest. So... That's a, that was a thing, because when I got there, and, or no, when I re- realized it was kids, I'm like, damn, man, you know, I'm going to get a... There was one kid, not going to say which one, but they were very, like, I want to do everything myself, so I, I really did not even, like, put my hands on them. I just told them where everything went, and they did it themselves. So make sure you always talk to your actors about mm. what they're comfortable with. Consent. Um, yeah, cons- consent, you know? It is it is not that big a deal if like they're off by a centimeter <laughs> with their mic placements. Yeah. So and I feel uh, like even even a kid is pretty good at like if you explain them, hey, this mic needs to go under your shirt. It needs to be hidden. Like th- they can understand that and do it themselves. Right. Right. Like a, yeah. a, a, kid, a kid's a kid's not gonna just be like overly confused by that to where it's like <laughs> you need to go find someone else to do it for them yeah the the biggest thing i noticed is um um projecting i i didn't realize how vastly different projecting was because i was worried i'm like oh are these are these mics working like blah, blah blah but then they had like a teenager uh his voice was so crisp and clean on any of the mics when he was using them. So I'm like, oh, the it's just these kids, like they don't project as much as like a teenager, which I guess makes sense. You know, this huh. the teenager had been working since a child as on theater and stuff like that. So Yeah. So it was interesting because you're just like, wow, okay. It's because I was worried like the mics weren't working. But like no, it was just literally like these kids weren't projecting as well. 
and stuff like that. So, gotcha. It was interesting. That is interesting. So, yeah, and then after finishing work and going to the hotel, and eventually going back home, um, I I sent thank you messages to everyone, to the director, the the uh, owner, and the other owner because I met there was someone named Lisa who was very nice, loved her, honestly. Um, so I sent thank you messages to them. I sent thank you messages to Diego and Ava, the two boom operators. Still a little salty about the Diego thing because <laughs> we added it. I added him right there in front of him on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And he didn't add me back, so I couldn't even send my message. Oh. So, <laughs> but it's whatever he said he hadn't used instagram for like a year or two so <laughs> <laughs> but then i said thank you to ava and before i'd left someone had said oh ava's such a good singer so i was like i heard you're a great singer great singer whatever yeah i'm like shout hope your career go singing career goes good or something then she said oh actually i do want to sing career i just don't know how to start that's when manager producer uh <laughs> vibes took over instinct took over i'm like hey i can produce your music i know i can produce it i got other people who are good at producing and i know engineers and mixers and masters like Ooh. if you want a music career i i am at least a good place to start right yeah. And then she yeah. And then she said, yeah, she was interested. So whatever got her information. Um, working with her currently, uh, she told me I asked her what artist she wanted to sing like. Which at first she was like, Oh, you know, I want things with a drop, exciting, or something emotional music. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, ah, oh, I would have preferred an artist, you know, because you know, that can be it gives me more of a specific idea. Yeah. Cause when I when I hear drop and breakdown, I'm thinking EDM. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is Pro- something probably but not anyway, what she's going for which eventually i start sending her some music and stuff like that on snapchat showing her progress on some of the stuff i'm working on just to like get an idea hopefully she like tell it like starts being like okay i like that i don't like that and i like that gotcha stuff like that um she did eventually clear it up and say she wanted to be like frank ocean uh, Taylor Swift, but her slow stuff. Lana Del Rey, Olivia Rodrigo. Okay. So, so I got a more specific idea. I will say the most confusing part was there's not really a breakdown in most of those musics. Like if you've heard, you've heard Lana Del Rey and Taylor Swift, right? Um, maybe not yeah. Frank Ocean. I don't know what your music taste is. Uh, Actually, I do know what your I I do know what your music taste is. I worked with you. Yeah, you'd play eighties rock. My (laughs) my taste is literally sixties through eighties rock, and then two thousands plus alternative. Right, right. You know who I think you'd like? I think you'd like Harry Styles. I listen to Harry Styles. Like two of them. Yeah, no. I, li- I've, I've, I have two of his songs on my road trip playlist. <laughs> like, both of his albums are um, alternative rock music. I like. I feel like that works for you. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> I already. Yeah. 
So, so it, it's interesting because, um, I'm still curious on, she also likes Harry Styles. So I'm trying to figure out like what kind of upbeat music she likes. Cause mm-hmm. she seems to like those upbeat musics, but she also lists like four people who <laughs> make really slow songs. Olivia Rodrigo makes a mix, but when you say Taylor Swift without her fast paced songs, um, and Lana Del Rey and Frank Ocean, those are some of the like chillest musicians out there. Yeah. So it is fun. I do love music more than I like sound mixing. So I'm very thankful for her to <laughs> want a career. And she's worked on, she's an actress. Um, didn't realize that till after I left. I thought she was just a PA or something. But then like I went on the talent for Morgan agency. And then they were just like, congratulations to Ava. She got a role in Chicago PD, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> This person's been on TV. Chicago Wait, PD? Yeah, like the, you know, like they have the Chicago PD or the Chicago Firehouse. Yeah. Like on, yeah, so she was on Chicago PD. American drama series with 10 seasons. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't like anything like big. I think she was like just like a random victim or something. So oh, like, still. but again, when you're doing that at like 17 years old, like that's crazy, dude. I would be hyped if I got right. into a TV, long-running TV show like that. Right? No, like absolutely. She's she's very talented. So like, I was like, oh, like I want to work with you because again, as I told you from the story, she seems very passionate about everything. Yeah. Like I'd never seen someone take like orders and be so excited to do whatever. Cause they asked her to set up lights. She was so pumped to go set up lights. I asked her to boom. She was so pumped to boom. Like she's just excited about the industry. So it is, it is nice to work with people who have like passion. You see? Yeah. You know? So that, that is, that is one reason really wanted to work with her. And obviously in a business aspect, someone who is like, Already got like over a thousand followers and already has a talent agency, already been on like TV, like business wise, it is a good idea. Yeah. But again, she just, she is a nice person and excited about everything. Those were the two biggest things that I was like, I want to work with you. Mm hmm. Dang. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, I, I said I'd send her 10 beat songs by the next week. Um, hopefully she likes them. (laughs) I've got like a couple. So I made a couple that were pretty good, but then like they were more R&B and that's not really what she was going for. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm basically starting fresh, but Hey, if I'm, if anyone hears this and they want some R&B music, Diego Ferreira, that's me. I don't remember my socials, so that wasn't very helpful. (laughs) <laughs> but i got r&b beats uh, I, lo- I, lo- I love making r&b go to the on the real youtube channel there should be an email link to that perfect thanks kate <laughs> there you go speaking of writing 
Well, oh my gosh. Uh, 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 wow. Uh, writing and writers, you know, they work with animators and animation. Wow. Spider-Man. Hmm. <laughs> that was that was a stretch of a segue. <laughs> I would like to say that was uh, perfect. I finally watched the Spider-Man movie and usually it'd be too late to talk about it, but um, it has been delayed officially because animators had came out and said, yeah, like, oh, they want us to release it by next year, but we literally haven't even started on anything for the um, next movie. The biggest. So, yeah, they, they had I kind of thought when they came out with the release date being because it would be next March 2024 was the like posted release date for part two. Or I guess it's beyond the Spider-Verse. Um, and I think that the biggest thing that I at least I thought that delayed it was the writer strike going on right now. Because I just assumed that, like, I don't know, maybe they already had, like, a bunch of it animated. Seeing as, I mean, we'll get into talking about spider-man if we plan on doing that but the fact that spoiler alert it's a two-parter if you didn't realize that from like years ago when they said it was i thought it was a three-parter no i technically it's a three-parter if you include into the spider-verse but like there's across the spider-verse and then part two is beyond the spider-verse i don't think there's a part three Fast yeah, so X writers. is three parts for some odd reason. Don't know why that's a three-parter. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'll just type in trilogy. Maybe that'll pop up something. Because I know they they have another movie already planned after it. I mean, I, so, would, uh, I would love to see more. Because genuinely... Some of, if not the greatest animated movies in history are these, uh, like Into the Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse, all these Spider, uh, Sony animation Spider-Man movies. Like, sorry, but actually, um, it's not Spider-Man, it's Miles Morales. He's black, he can't be Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, don't actually get why people isn't it? It, say it, it that. is Spider Man. Like the name of the movie is Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Yeah, but you know, racist people. Fair. I get. Yeah. True. Twitter is you know Twitter. Um, but <laughs> but I guess technically, isn't he his universe is Spider Man now since Peter Parker died? Yeah, I mean, even if Peter was also still there, he'd still be Spider-Man. Oh uh, yeah, I guess there would ju- it would it's two Spider-Man. You two know? Spider-Man people swinging around. No one complains about 30 different Robins, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's cuz they're all white. Why why would someone complain? <laughs> and the argument there is like they still refer to the Robins by like Names they mean no, they referred to the retired Robins isn't by like name. Well, because the first you know? one, 
leaves and becomes Nightwing. Right. So and they the call second him, Robin, um, I think, dies. Or the third Robin dies. One of the Robins yeah. dies. So the second one, I think, is Tim Drake. I don't think he dies. I think the third one's Jason Todd, who does die, but then comes yes. back to life. What? Yeah, I he comes back to life. I know that last part. <laughs> yeah, he, he, becomes he, the, he becomes the Red Hood or something. Oh, yes. And then the fourth one, I think, is a girl. And then the fifth one is Batman's actual son. So, yeah. So many. Unrelated, but yeah. <laughs> so many. Yeah, there's a lot of them. And I should have said something like The Flash. Everyone still calls The Flash The Flash. True. No matter if it's Wally West or um, Barry Allen or, or the, the other one. A genuine criminal, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, that's so funny. Uh, but yeah, so delayed probably because of the writer's strike. Because I mean, animators do still need writers. But I, I have heard that sentiment that you brought up before. That I, I mean, I should probably fact check myself. Maybe it is that it, they just haven't done much of the animation yet. Because it, it was like it's a three-year gap between. Into the Spider Verse and across the Spider Verse, so it took it took them three years to animate that movie. So I right. I guess it could be, I don't know. The biggest thing I would say across the Spider Verse is a solid nine out of ten, if not better. And I will say I do I do. I'm very impatient. I hate cliffhangers. That's the thing. Is that like <laughs> technically? Technically, Into the Spider-Verse is part one. Like, right. it, that is part one of the three parts. But the thing is, is Into the Spider-Verse had a conclusive story. Like, you had a beginning and end to an arc. But it was like telling, you know, building upon a much greater story. It gave you a cliffhanger, but it wasn't like... It wasn't the kind of cliffhanger where you, like you're midway through a story and that's your cliffhanger. It's like you finish the story and it's hinting at uh new stuff. Yeah. And I would even argue that like even like the Avengers movie, that first uh big one, the Infinity War, even that had a conclusive ending. Yeah. Where like you could watch it and be like, yeah, that's the end of it. Cool. And then, like, you could even talk about Star Wars, like the original Star Wars trilogy. Each movie had a conclusive beginning and ending, but they all told one massive story across all three movies. Right, right. This one, it just literally, I kept looking at how much time was left. I'm like, there's no, what, there's still stuff going yes. on. And it, and it I, just, I like, like, ends. Just, <laughs> it just yeah, ends. Yeah, no, it, it literally just goes cut to black and it says to be continued and i i will say like i heard like i didn't know i i guess like for like a year or so they've been saying this movie was going to be a two-parter this was going to be part one but i didn't know that until the weekend it came out opening weekend and i went and saw it i think that sunday of opening weekend and I remember talking to my younger brother crew about it. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel 
if I see a to be continued <laughs> midway <laughs> through this story. <laughs> yeah. Like- and then it pops up to be continued. And it's like, I think it's a great movie. But I'm holding off because obviously if they fumble the bag on the next one, my opinion of this movie is going to be as poor. Just because that's what they've been. And I was like. The original release date would have been within a year of this one. And I was like, okay, that's not bad. That's, you know, like it's not cool, but it's not terrible. I can wait, you know, 10 months or something like that. But if it gets now, pushed out like two years, three years, I'm going to start taking down my rating of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want I want the people who are working on it to have the time they need, of course. Oh, but, yeah. like, they needed to end it, end it in a way that it didn't feel like, oh, next week I get the conclusion, right? Like, and they ended it like, like, I have the option to be able to see what's going to happen next. Yeah, it's like, I'm not watching... A 30 minute long One Piece episode. I'm watching a two hour long movie and you're leaving it off as if it's some like weekly series. Right. And, and, losing- like, <laughs> and like you could have had it like. I don't know. I feel like you could have had it end after the whole like chase sequence at the base and be like. Have a different ending where it's just like, OK, now he's going to try to save his home. Or, like, he realizes he's stuck in a different universe, which, spoiler alert, that's how it ends, basically. But they had it play a little bit too long. Too much longer than that, so it's like... Yeah, they had to introduce the big bad. And... Leaving off on that is... Okay, so I I do want to point out, I don't know if you noticed or notice this from the first movie i didn't until someone on like tiktok pointed it out oh i Um, think i know what you're gonna mention but yeah okay yeah so spoiler alert miles morales was supposed to become the prowler but because a spider from a different universe entered his universe and bit him he became spider-man so in the first movie where he meets his universe's peter parker and they both start having the, the like spider sense, or spider tingles, whatever they call it. Um, the colors behind Peter Parker is the red and blue of Spider Man, and the colors behind Miles Morales is the I think it's yellow and purple, which is Prowler's colors. And as they start to realize that they're both having these senses right now. His colors shift from Prowler colors to Spider-Man colors. Because his he became an anomaly, he shifted away from what he was supposed to become. And I was like, that is such a subtle detail that is such a beautiful visual way, like artistically showing his path actively being changed His like what his path was supposed to be. Gotta love good writing. And good animation. My gosh, they went insane with the animation in this movie. Like, the first one was great. Yeah. This one, I think, is better. Like, I think they actually somehow managed to make a perfect animated movie better. 
I don't know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's they actually took it seriously. You know, they did obviously put a bunch of money in the first one, but they definitely put a whole lot more money and attention to the second one. Oh, yeah. You know, it's uh, like, crazy, though. So this this movie. Uh, I think this weekend it just crossed 600 million, which personally, I think it deserves so much more than that. But I doubt it's playing in certain countries right now just because of the yeah, main character. Yeah, them, them trans. <laughs> There's that. There's she that got a trans and, flag. Um, but so. It's. So, yeah, um. That movie crossed 600 million. The Mario movie crossed 1.2 billion, I think, by the time it was taken off, uh, taken out of theaters. Um, if you combined the budgets of the Spider Man movie and the Mario movie, that is still less money than what Disney spent on Pixar's Elemental. Oh my god, Jesus. They spent 200 or 250 million dollars to make Elemental. And that I movie think... made 30 million dollars opening weekend. Yeah, but how did The Flash do though? It made 70 million opening weekend. I think it's still which is crazy. I guess we can uh if we're done with Spider-Man, we can transition <laughs> into the fact that Everything uh, is flopping at the box office right now for some reason. Um, I mean, the reason is well, bad it's movie. just not good. Um, it's not a good movie. The Elemental, Elemental one, um, there's no advertisement for Disney movies. Okay, so uh, see, I mean, like, that's, what I th- that's what I thought. I never saw advertising for Elemental, but that's probably because I don't get ads on YouTube. And I never saw ads for it on TikTok. And those are the only sites that I go on other like Twitch as well. But I am subscribed to the channel that I watch mostly on Twitch. So I don't get ads. Um, So I I personally, I just thought it was never advertised. The only reason I I knew it existed was because I'm working at a movie theater. So so I saw the movie posters and so I found like, out it was apparently advertised a crap ton. It's just no one was interested in it. I mean, there's that, but also like, so I use Hulu, which has ads and is owned by Disney, right? Never yeah. saw an ad for it. You feel like they should just throw a, a couple ads on it. Yeah. Um, TikTok, never saw the ads like you said. Oh, yeah. Um, I use some sort of service that makes me somehow skip ads. I won't say which company. And I won't actually admit to it in court of law. But, um, yeah, so I don't see ads on YouTube. And, <laughs> okay. and, like, Twitter, like, I guess I saw an ad or two, but I also block all, like, major marketing companies on Twitter. Yeah. So, like, that's probably the only way I would have saw it. And I, I hate to say it, I'm not the demographic for Elemental. So, even if they're advertising to me, not the right person to advertise to. Well, see, the biggest problem that I see with it, and it's a problem that people bring up and like to make fun of when they're talking about Pixar 
and what they've been doing over the last like decade, which is literally just what if blank had emotions? That's the joke that everyone uses when making fun of Pixar, because it's just like if you go to any of their last so many movies over the past decade that fits into it. And it's like, I think it's becoming this thing of people are becoming less and less interested in Pixar movies. Plus the fact that this was just like not an intriguing story. And well, then I my coworker brought thing... up, my coworker brought up a good point is that this movie is literally just a reskinned Zootopia. I was about to say, so that was another thing I was about to say. Um, Pixar and Disney in general, when they want to tell a story about race, they use weird blobby objects or not people. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Even the black jazz singer, they turned him into a weird blob. Like soul? Oh, for soul? Yeah. Yeah. They turn him into a weird they, thing. They kill him at the beginning of the movie. Right. <laughs> he falls then, down like, a manhole. <laughs> so Elemental, from my understanding, I haven't watched it myself, so anyone can feel free to correct me. I was a race movie, like water and fire, and I think fire is supposed to represent, you know, black people. And so I think people are tired of just like, and I've seen the complaint on Twitter, a lot where they're just like, yeah, I hate just like they can't just make a movie about racism. They have to somehow turn us into some weird object instead of just being like, yeah, black people get treated bad. Yeah, they say, oh, fire gets treated bad. Oh, herbivores get treated bad. Like, you know. So I think people are tired of this, like using weird objects as an allegory for racism. Like, and then when you make the reason, and like, it's a cute idea at first, but we already have Zootopia, right? Yeah. So like, why do, why do we need that movie again? So I don't think I've ever actually watched Zootopia in full. Banger. It's a banger of a movie. But I can appreciate the sheer amount of detail they put into, like, the universe and how all these animals somehow interact with each other in one city. Whereas with Elemental, there's, like, a lot of, like, weird just, like, afterthoughts like they like they were not like really trying all that hard to make everything seem cohesive because there's like there's the whole thing where apparently at some point in the movie the fire character fire uh element character is trying to get into a museum and they say like you're not allowed to come in you're fire you'll burn everything down And they go, and something like that. And it's like, well, you would burn everything down. Why are you getting (laughs) upset? And then there's also a weird thing where they have like a water bridge, like a waterway that buses and cars can use from the water elements. 
but it goes right over Firetown. So there's constantly water just dumping onto Firetown. And it's like, that's just a lawsuit waiting to happen. Why is that like that? Like, it's it was clearly just there to be a joke that or it's. Well, the I, water from what I can tell, shitting on fire elements. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically a comparison of olden days where white people would trash black communities just to make their communities better and more convenient. Yeah, and not caring about the repercussions to fire. But again, when you start doing things as a thing that are actual polar opposites, it comes off as like, well, yeah fire and water destroy each other that's not white and black people don't inherently destroy each other yeah it's literally just you know a bunch of racist white people purposefully destroying right and so like when you start using like oh fire would destroy this yeah fire would destroy everything it's fire so it's hard to like create that connection because it's like you're basically saying that, like, yeah, you black people destroy everything. Because <laughs> that's hey, what you're comparing them to. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> that's what you're comparing them to. It's like, yeah, fire is... It's very clearly going to destroy stuff, so it's you're clearly telling the audience... And, like, having the audience go, like, well, yeah, no, I'm definitely not going to side with the fire elements... Because they do destroy everything. And it's like, that's a really bad thing to put into the minds of your audience. <laughs> right. Because everyone knows it's like just a metaphor for racism. But now you're just actually saying black people destroy things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and I know the point is like, no, no, you see, it's the movie's about coming to accept things. But again, you take the reality of fire and its reality reaction to water. Fire destroys things. <laughs> yeah. Like water doesn't. So you're saying white well, people don't destroy things. Fire. We just have to accept black people when they destroy things, though. That such a weird story. Yeah. So Says... like again, this is why they need to stop beating around the bush. And if you want to make a racism movie, actually just use human characters. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know I know you want to be cute and don't want the, like, conservatives get mad and be like, this is a woke movie because you used a black character, but um, get over it. <laughs> You're just going to keep spending hundreds of millions of dollars and losing hundreds of millions of dollars if you keep doing this. It's... Uh, I don't know if Disney will ever learn. Maybe someday if they just, like, start hiring, like, people who know what they're doing or people who want to do something new for once. I don't know. And it's not even, it's not even people who get hired by Disney. Let's it's literally these execs who are like 80 years old and still don't acknowledge black people as real. (laughs) (laughs) So like, it's just bad. Right. You mean fire. (laughs) Oh yeah. Elementals. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Uh good old good old Disney. Well they see a they see a mixed kid and start calling him the Avatar. <laughs> oh no. 
Well, <laughs> uh, what what are other what are the other ones that came? So there's also Flash, but everyone knows why that's doing bad. Uh, I'll, I'll quickly cover Flash. Flash sucked. Flash bad CGI. Flash oh my gosh, Ezra the CGI sucked. is so bad. Just everything about it bad, and people are complaining. But, it's like, see, why do you guys say you like DC but won't watch the movies? Well, it's because Ezra Miller sucks. It's because the in studios that keep making DC movies, they suck. Just bring me back the animated Justice League. I'm good. <laughs> Serious? Like, I don't think DC has just nails it all the time with animated stuff. But literally, and like they still do. If, like, if they the go, Harley Quinn show, bang. Yeah. If they go to live action, ever since the Dark Knight movies, for some reason they put no time, money, or effort into CGI. I, every single one of these movies looks so gross. Except for one. Except for one. And that's The Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. Because James Gunn did both of those. And James Gunn knows how to make something look good. <laughs> and even then, Suicide Squad got ruined by Jared Leto. Well, okay, so there was Suicide Squad, which was ruined. James Gunn didn't do that one. James Gunn remade Suicide Squad, and it's called The Suicide Squad. And it came out, mm. like, two years later. And it's pretty much just dc guardians of the galaxy but it doesn't feel like it's just kind of like a cheap copy like it feels it's like its own unique thing i i don't know how james gunn keeps doing it but it was a really really good movie and it had john cena in it <laughs> i mean james gunn probably just hires writers that care and then execs are willing to give him money yeah i mean but, Let's uh, face it, execs only really, like, start letting people do what is good for creative reasons when you're a big-name director. They don't care about the writers. They don't care about the effects artists. It's just, are you a big-name director? Okay, now we'll let you have creative control. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what they did with uh, Taika Watiti uh, for Love and Thunder. And see, you know, that, that didn't go as well. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so Flash, not doing too hot. Uh, I heard I, I. I have no proof of this being legitimate. But I heard that potentially had Warner just canceled. And not released the Flash and just done a tax write off. They would have made more money than they are right now at the box office. That's hilarious. Because the whole reason they said they released it was because of money. Yeah. I mean, of all the movies for, no, <laughs> for I, I Warner had Brothers to cancel had... going into the Discovery merger, they didn't cancel The Flash. <laughs> I actually had faith in the movie just because of how hard they were defending it, right? Like, okay, the point, one costume designer who said it's so good you forget about all the crimes that Ezra Miller did. <laughs> it actually just made me think he should be charged with more. Yes. Or sorry, they should be charged with more. <laughs> it's apparently sick. I, I, I have heard that it's like not 
the story isn't garbage. The story's all right, but it's nothing special. And then the CGI is just garbage. I mean, when you think of DC and the thing they try to do the most, it's Flashpoint. They, they've done an animated Flashpoint movie. They've done it on every single TV show that involves the Flash. They've mm-hmm. done Flashpoint. Now this movie's Flashpoint. Like, we get it. He goes back in time and saves his mother. We get it. You don't need to send <laughs> me 30 different movies about it. Like, at this point, you're using Flashpoint just to bring in former uh, celebrities who played characters. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, it's uh, Michael Keaton. Which, oh, no god. one liked they- him as Batman. Uh, Michael you know, Keaton wasn't bad as Batman. I enjoyed Michael Keaton as Batman. When you the think the best neck, Batman... The, the stiff neck Batman, where literally he has to turn his whole body to look in a different direction... Because the costume was so stiff for those movies. <laughs> when you think Batman, you think his pointy nipples on George Clooney and Christian yeah. Bale. Uh-huh. <laughs> those are the two Batmans in live action you think of. Oh, yeah. I honestly forgot Michael Keaton played Batman. Wes Until Anderson. this movie. Wes Anderson so. as the goofy Batman from, like, the 70s. And so his shark like, that—that's what I think of all the time. <laughs> so like, and then they try to bring in the most like every Superman they could and CGI them, and it looks except gross. Henry Cavill because um, they fi- they fired him. <laughs> Lol, good old Henry Cavill. So yeah, so Elemental is flopping right now for obvious reasons. The Flash is flopping right now for obvious reasons, but uh, Indiana Jones 5 has pulled in, I think it's 60 million domestically, which according to the entirety of everyone who has an opinion, that is an underwhelming opening weekend. Well, okay, so I read a tweet today which made a good point. Um, people need to stop making movies to be a home run. Like in the olden days, a studio would make 10 movies, low budget, and hope one movie would pay for the rest of them. Right? Yeah. So like you'd turn a $60 million budget into 300 million, right? But now everything's like costing 300 million. And then they're like, oh my God, we're falling short. It's like, yeah, you're spending 300 million trying to make a billion dollars. You know how unrealistic that is? Like one or two movies do that every three years, maybe. Like, stop Holy. trying to go for the home run right away. Holy crap. Okay. So, right now, according to Box Office Mojo, which is by IMDb. So I I trust this, but worldwide Indiana Jones five, Dial of Destiny, um, worldwide brought in one hundred fifty two million dollars opening weekend as of now. So that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and today Sunday. I think I think that's today Sunday. Um, yeah. Uh, 
So, I mean, truthfully, not bad. At least I thought. Until that should, I look be, up that should be a good opening weekend, right? Yeah, like, that's a pretty. I thought that would. That's a pretty solid opening. One hundred fifty-two million dollars in four days. But then, you look at its budget, and it's probably like three hundred million something. They spent three hundred million on this movie. Yeah, and it's like literally, and I don't understand, um, what it takes to like cost that much money but there's plenty of other movies that operate under a hundred million dollars that bring in 300 million yeah that are like big productions so i don't understand how you spend 300 million especially for an indiana jones movie which i can't imagine the cga is that intensive right yeah like it, well, it, it's I mean, not, have, like, it's not like Transformers first, or something. The first twenty or like thirty minutes is de-aged uh Harrison Ford. See, like why'd you need to do that though? Right? Like you could have just I wrote a movie know. where he's old. Okay, so yeah. Across the Spider-Verse had a budget of a hundred million dollars. And it brought in six hundred million so far. Right. Amazing. You know what's gonna do great? Oppenheimer and Barbie. Both of those, oh, $100 million. I would not be surprised if Barbie pulls uh, half a billion. Oh, easy. There so, is like, so much hype for Barbie right now and Oppenheimer. I'm surprised Oppenheimer is only $100 million, considering right. the director who made it does right. everything practically. <laughs> I, love, I love all the memes that was like people watching the trailer of Oppenheimer and genuinely questioning whether or not he set off a real nuclear weapon to film the movie. <laughs> he absolutely did. There's no way he didn't, right? <laughs> I mean, he does everything practically. <laughs> uh, but... So, like, uh, it's just... These big movies that are gonna blow or get so much money... One third of the price of Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like, and uh, like, and Indiana Jones should not cost 300 million. I don't, I don't care what happens in that movie. There is no reason it should be 300 million dollars. Personally. uh, Okay. I am a huge fan of the Indiana Jones series. Absolutely. I, I, I love those movies. Even like I'm not like I I don't completely hate the fourth movie. I don't think it's great. I think it would have been better if it didn't have Shia LaBeouf in it. And I think also, it would have been better if you took away the with fridge aliens. Scene. There's yeah the fridge scene as well. If it literally just didn't have to do with aliens. But here's the thing: Raiders of the Lost Ark, the first Indiana Jones movie, which if you're wondering. It wasn't called Indiana Jones originally. It was just called Raiders of the Lost Ark when it came out. They actually updated it to say Indiana Jones uh, and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. That had a budget of $20 million in 1980. Which in today's money that is movie, like $60 million. That movie is so good. You didn't need to spend any more money on that. 
Right. So that's I, what I, I'm saying. Indiana Jones is not something that requires a huge budget. It never has. Like, I, I'm curious what they did for the de like de-aging. Like, if they actually had, you know, old Harrison Ford in all of these scenes and then just put a bunch of VFX over him. Because I feel like you would have saved so much money if you just did, like, the Luke Skywalker route. Where they, you just, you get someone who looks super close to young Harrison Ford and you put a deep fake on him. Right, of right. young Harrison Ford and suddenly you've reduced the cost so much. So it's, huh. it's interesting. It's interesting. I want to, I'm going to go see the movie anyways. I'm probably going to really enjoy it as long as it's. I don't know if they're finding some cool artifact that has, doesn't have to do with aliens. I don't know. It also takes like, place in the 60s, I think. So there's going to be a lot of really cool 60s American cars, which I'm a fan of. So. Which yeah. I'm a fan. Uh, it just it does not. Make sense to me why so many films just use huge bu- budgets. Like, it does not make sense. No, I, I I think you really nailed it with just the fact that every studio thinks that they're making gold. That like they're 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 putting so much effort into every single one because they're just like every movie we pump out is a box office hit. We're going to make billions on every movie we release and it's like no no (laughs) like i mean going back to like some a24 movies that had just like minuscule budgets and probably didn't make a huge amount at the box office necessarily and like comparing it to like some big movies that come out but like hereditary Hereditary yeah. is an awesome movie, and I doubt it has a huge budget. Right. Ten, ten million. That movie had a $10 million budget. Yeah. So it's like, like and it made $82 million at the box office. So, like, it made half the amount that Indiana Jones 5 did opening weekend and its entire run. But it still but, made but when eight you times ten million dollars. Like <laughs> it made eight times its original budget. So A twenty four is probably like that's fine with us. We call that a huge success, <laughs> right? Like, Go make Midsummer now. And it's, <laughs> I just like, it just goes to show you don't need huge budgets, especially for films that just don't need it. Yeah. Right. Like I understand a Star Wars movie, a lot of a lot of VFX stuff like that. I oh, get yeah. that full full space fights and stuff um, like that. Maybe I'll get proven wrong. I don't think Fast X should be nearly four hundred million dollar budget. <laughs> I just no. genuinely don't think that's great. It's a car movie, right? It's a car movie. So that being close to 400 million, like more expensive than Indiana Jones, which I already think Indiana Jones is overpaid. Yeah. Um, now a car movie's 400 million budget. Like there's no way 
that like like from a business sense that just can't be the smartest move no but i mean at the same time so it's like literally so i read an article that was talking about how the fact that like disney right now has released just so many flops at the box office but it doesn't hurt them because they it's a also tax it's a tax write-off but also they have guardians of the galaxy volume 3 which made 800 plus million dollars at the box office and i don't know why i didn't know until recently but they also own the Avatar movies. Those are Disney movies. Yep. The Blue People movies. So <laughs> that's two billion from Avatar 2 and three billion from Avatar the first one. Granted, that was like forever ago, but two billion plus eight hundred million. They're still in the positive. And it's like they keep they they can just keep pumping out whatever they want and it fill the box office because they have like Marvel and James Cameron to like <laughs> help them in the in the <laughs> long run. But even when you pull that like. So, OK, look, I'm I've just got I spent 400 millions on a movie. I got 800 million Okay, now you can make one more movie, apparently. Yes. <laughs> like, their returns aren't that great, even when they have a huge success, because yeah. your other movies are so damn expensive. You make 10 other movies that are not making as much movie. Like, is it really <laughs> worth it? I was just like, I mean, and then you have to, like, factor in, like, I don't. So when you see a budget, when you look that up online, I'm pretty sure that doesn't include advertising. And typically the rule of thumb for advertising is it's like you spend the same amount of money you spend on the movie for your advertising. Granted, I don't think they spent another 300 million to advertise Indiana Jones. Yeah, probably not. But I wouldn't doubt if they spend another 100 million, which means that's a 400 million dollar movie. Right. Like which is insane. Right. So like Again, these these profit margins, while they sound nice in reality, aren't that great when your movies are already so expensive. Quick, can you guess what movie has returned the highest percent profit? The highest percent uh, profit. Yeah. Um. Uh. Is it is it one of the top? Like, it is uh, not one. It is not one of the most highest grossing of all time. No, it's got to be something where it's like they spent like a hundred grand on it or something, isn't it? It is definitely a movie you know, and it is at least seven figures. Okay, so they spent at least a million on this movie. Or are you saying they made at least a million? No, they spent that much. They made. I'll give you how much they made. Okay. Because I still don't think that'll help you get the right answer. Probably not. They made $369 million. $369 million. What did they spend on it? $6 million. Holy. Is this like a very early on Pixar movie? Nope. Uh, it is past 2000s. 
Oh, okay. It, you have definitely heard the name of the movie. I don't know if you've watched it. Is this Tommy Wiseau's The Room? No. What? I wonder what that made. Um. Oh, gosh. Is it? It's definitely not obvious, is it? It is not obvious, but it is a very big movie, clearly. Yeah. Six million dollars. Um, was it like the first Spider-Man movie? Nope. It is not a superhero movie oh, or an action movie. Oh. What? <laughs> um, hmm. Not a you superhero or action yeah. My big fat Greek wedding. Oh, what? It made 6,150% more than what they spent. They spent $6 million and pulled in $369 million. That is a movie you can brag about. Because, wow. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. What is this movie? I've heard of it. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I don't think you've watched it. This. It's basically the story of, like, a, I think the girl's Greek, the guy's not Greek. And so it's, like, a cultural adjustment of going into a Greek wedding. You know? So it's a comedy kind of thing. Huh. Oh, so, yeah. Can you guess How? number two? It is a movie you've seen. It is a big movie. It is pre-2000s, and it is by a big-name director. Is it Spielberg? I can confirm or nor deny. All right, so it's definitely Spielberg. It's probably like Jaws or something, or like E.T. It's like one of his Ooh, or Jurassic so Park. so close. It was E.T., yep. Yeah, you it said Jaws e. first. It is E.T. Because I, I, the thing is, is like... Jaws was like the first big blockbuster in history. That was like what started the whole trend of blockbusters and whatnot. And I know that that movie was huge when it came to theaters. But E.T. was also pretty massive. What, what See, was the budget on that? $25 million, and it brought in nearly $800 million. Wow. See, this 25 is, million to make that movie? That is why you gotta love a, a director who's willing to make a good story. Yeah, seriously. Like, I. That is a visually impressive movie. So they very clearly knew how to budget something perfectly. <laughs> that movie is great. <laughs> I like. Yeah. I, what's funny is I literally was listening to the theme song of that last night and i watched the scene where they're it's the chase scene towards the end of the movie where they're running away on the yeah, bikes yeah. and then the roadblock pulls up in front of him and elliot closes his eyes and then et does this weird thing <laughs> it just goes <laughs> wide-eyed and then they take off into the sky and <laughs> oh uh, gosh the music in i, that I movie did i did perfect. the et reference or um to somebody recently 
or I'm like, I forget. I think he says friend and he like points a finger or something and they touch fingertips or whatever. Yeah. Um, they had no clue what I was doing. No. I was like, like, damn, I'm old. Like, I wasn't even alive when it came out, but I don't know. Friend. <laughs> like, they just touch fingertips. I thought, I thought that was a universally understood uh, thing. So the most recent movie on this list, to bring in uh, Giant Prophet, which this will be the last thing we talk about because we're at 80 minutes already. Um, can Ooh. you guess? I'll, I'll give you the year it came out. 2009. 2009. So that's not Iron Man, because that came out in 2008. Not is Iron it, Man. Is it superhero? It is not a superhero movie. 2009 is the most recent. Dude, I hate that I'm not getting these. I will... Uh, your next hint is it is a comedy. Oh. Like hot tub time machine. <laughs> that would be uh, on on the right track. Like grown similar, ups or something? Similar premise in the fact that it's like four adult friends do some kind of party. Oh, oh, oh. Um, no, is it The Hangover? It is The Hangover. Okay. It had a budget of 36 million and pulled in 467 million. Wow. And then they made a million other Hangover movies. I was brain farting on the word Hangover. I was like, I know (laughs) what this is. Uh, yeah. The so, second um, you said it, uh, four guys, I was just like, "Oh, this is the Hangover, <laughs> right?" And then like, you said party. I was like, "What's that word?" <laughs> like, and that's the most recent one. That's probably when Bud or movies started to be like, "We're gonna spend three hundred million dollars on every movie." I don't want to blame Disney and Marvel, but I think it I is do want to blame Marvels. I think it's their <laughs> I do, fault. I do want to blame them. It is Marvel's fault entirely, which again, for them, it works. Um, oh, but yeah. everyone else following suit doesn't work. It's, uh, I, I, James Gunn came, released Guardians of the Galaxy, and it, it was incredible, and, and then everyone copied him. Every Marvel movie that came out after the first Guardians of the Galaxy was just a Guardians of the Galaxy clone. Everything from every every other Marvel movie also started to copy them. And it's just like James Gunn clearly nailed how to make a comedic but heartfelt and just like genuinely good story. And also, you know, was really good at needle drops. And I think that's partly because he knew he had a great taste in music. And also because he just knew when to use music and what songs to use at different times that was appropriate. Whereas you have like the Mario movie that just throws take on me into a random point in the movie 
That makes no sense whatsoever. At the end of the day, you shouldn't copy someone's style if you're not that person. Yeah. Like, no one copies Wes Anderson. No one copies Wes Anderson, because only Wes Anderson can do Wes Anderson. Except all the TikTok people who are copying Wes Anderson. That's true. (laughs) But they do it as a fun trend, not spending $400 million trying to do it. True. I do want to go see... He has a movie out right now, Asteroid City. For some reason, it got reviewed kind of low. But I want to go see it. It's got a lot of pretty good cast for it. I think the budget... um, Pretty low from when I was looking at budgets. Oh, um, all, all Wes Anderson movies are pretty low budgets, but they're just so like gorgeous. $25 million. And it's you have Scarlett Johansson and big name actresses and Tom Hanks. Uh, so like, I don't understand why people spend $300 million if you can get big name actors for that much money. I think it's the fact that when a big actor goes to, let's say, Marvel, they expect to be paid a crap ton of money. Whereas if they go to Wes Anderson, they don't care about the money as much. They care about the role they're playing. Because that's what a Wes Anderson film comes across. They're just gorgeous films that everyone loves. So if you get into a Wes Anderson movie... You've made it. Yeah, so I feel he like spent, that's... he spent twenty five million, and the movie after a week grossed twenty nine million. That's a win already. Took a oh, week. Yeah. Well, that's a win. He made the entire budget back the first weekend. <laughs> yeah, like you just, I people need to understand to just make movies like that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we've talked for quite a while. <laughs> we've talked a while. Um, this has been Diego Ferreira and Katie in the Ends on the Real Podcast, which will release maybe tonight. Probably. I got nothing else to do. And I haven't released an episode in a month, so. It's 1 a.m. Please don't edit it tonight. Uh, I'm going to do the most bare minimum edit. I'm going to cut cut the beginning part and line up our audio and just I'm going to send it. Oh, okay. All right. Oh. Plus, I'm ma- plus, I got to make at least two songs today for Ava. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, are you uh, going to go yeah. to bed? Yeah, we'll think about it. Oh, <laughs> oh no, please. Bye. <laughs>